0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Mixed Tag Show proudly brings to you, Strike Shoes Sundays with your boy Blue Magic. Now I know it's been a while since we've done an actual live, if you haven't seen last week's episode, I had one of my best friends, DJ Nels, join us on the show. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it's kind of funny. (laughs) Anyway, so me and Nels kicked it back. He showed us how to make a homemade title belt, talked about growing up as wrestlers, like wrestling fans, and you know... Uh, getting into some trouble as wrestling fans as well um but it's been a pretty good episode if you ever had a chance to go ahead and check it out on youtube i will be posting it on igtv this week i don't kind of late on that and i probably should do that a little bit sooner but we'll get to that eventually um but this episode will be directly um saved into it igtv so you can watch this again later on if you're not live right now with us but today i have Candace joining us today, um, Cordelia, I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, hopefully I am, <laughs> uh, this will be the first time interacting with her, and as always with Straight Through Sundays, we're going to talk about wrestling, we're going to talk about everything that we can, about life situations, keep it nice and light, and not too long, because we know we got things to do on a Sunday, right, right. Tonight's also going to be a label nation chamber, so we get some predictions from her as well, she's ready, let's, let's have her come on. As we wait for her to join us, I'm gonna pull up the limited chamber card to make sure we have the correct information. Hey, hey Candace.
1: Hey, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. This is the first time I'm doing IG Live, so
0: <laughs> Oh, welcome, I'm
1: welcome.
0: Thank you for letting me be your first person on IG Live. <laughs> I don't know why. I've been talking live. like <laughs> I've been t- I've been talking like a newscaster through this whole thing. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> no, that's good. That means you're you're on your grind. You're getting used to doing the broadcasting thing. So,
0: yeah, take It's kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, da, 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 ha ha ha. <laughs> oh my God. i don't know what this is coming from. Uh, oh, so, so for everybody that doesn't know you, tell them what you do. direct exactly.
1: Uh, Yes, so I am an on-camera host, interviewer, journalist, um, and I also do acting, but I work predominantly in wrestling as well as entertainment. So I am writing for Bustle.com, and I'm also doing on-camera interviews for a sports website called In The Zone. Uh, so if you guys are able to check that out, definitely go to In .io. And I recently interviewed Zach Clayton. He is a professional wrestler. Uh, he's also known as uh, Jenny J. Wow, Farley's boyfriend, but... We like to talk about the wrestling aspect, so I recently interviewed him, and I will be uh, putting up an interview video with Darius Carter, if any of you guys are familiar with Darius Carter. Uh, Yes, he is fantastic, so look out for
0: that. I'm definitely trying to get him as one of my episodes for Straight Shoe Sundays as well. Um, I know he recently came off of an injury, correct? I believe
1: so. I believe so, but the
0: pandemic, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's such a professional like Darius is just he's fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because he's a friend of mine, but he really is a fantastic human being and wrestler. And he's been in the business for quite some time and he's still going strong. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely looking out for him in terms of big things. I know he's going to shock and surprise people with what he has in store. So,
0: yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to get him on before he goes too far to the moon. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, you better get on it. Like,
0: I don't know if you know, do you know, um, Carly Bravo. Yes. Oh
1: my gosh. He's
0: been on, he's been on here with us. He's like, wow. he, he did. actually I got him on the day of they, when they shot their uh, nightmare factory episode. Um, oh my gosh.
1: Yes.
0: He, he, when oh my I booked God. him, it's, it's fine. I'm probably I'm probably, <laughs> probably be adjusting mine as well. <laughs> um when I had him on, I didn't we didn't know that he was gonna do that. I just knew that he graduated from the Nightmare Factory. He's a dope rapper. If you ever heard his music, check it out. Like me and my wife was listening to it in the car and it was just like, Yo, this guy is pretty dope. So check out his oh. music if you get a chance. Um but yeah, like I just wanted to have him on because I seen that he's you know transitioned from being a rapper and he got on, I was like, yo, I just found out that I'm gonna be recording in front of Tony Khan tonight and it was just like what? Like, oh my
1: god <laughs> Oh my <laughs> like, gosh Oh, goodness. I was just talking about him the other day, too, because the same thing. I saw him on that Nightmare Factory showcase, and I got to check that out along with a bunch of their other, you know, trainees, and as soon as I saw him come out his entrance, I was like, he's a star. He has it. And then he ended up on AEW Dark, I think, like, weeks or so after, and I
0: was like... So he's teaming up, actually, with my frat brother, Sean Dean, who's... on my God! So I'm also trying to get Sean (laughs) Dean on the show as well. I'm like, yo, we're frat, you know? But part of the same organization. Can we like? Can I get you on? But he's um. So they created a tag team called the Infantry. Mm, okay. Is it Am I saying it right? The infantry. Yeah, I think it's the Infantry. Mm-hmm. But I might be. I'm gonna double check that. But um. But yeah, definitely. Uh, they they're teaming now. They have an official tag team. They did this whole thing with Shaw D was trying to find a tag team partner for a while. Um. So when he teamed up with Carly Bravo, they came up with that because they both from have military background. Um. Mm. So it, it kind of worked. So they have this whole thing going on for them now, and, and it's really working for them, and I'm, I'm excited to see how far this goes, especially with Carly Bravo. Like, I, like you said, this is his first time training. So him being part of the Nightmare Factory was the first time ever he even stepped into a wrestling ring. So what? for him to take on, like, exactly, for him to be the main event and, and, mm-hmm. and take on, the, on a person like he did, and, and you know, that's one of the – the person he wrestled on there was one of their infantry. It's called the infantry. So I was right. Oh, um, uh, no, no.
1: <laughs> That is Uh, amazing. I am telling you, like, Sean Dean, too. He was another one when I saw him on uh, AW Dark. I was like, I'm here. And I love his entrance music. I love, like, he has everything just, it's like Top Gun to me type vibe. Like, I just really like what he's doing. So, both of them, kudos. Kudos. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Shout out to those two. Shout out to Brian Waters also on the check-in. I'm going to have Brian Waters on here eventually. Sometime in March, probably. I have to reach out and pick a date for him as well. Um, so other than wrestling, right, what did what got you into wrestling?
1: Great question. Um, so several years ago, when I moved to the New York area, um, predominantly for acting, like I moved to New York to pursue more of my acting. From where? Um, from Philadelphia, so I'm originally from. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I it was like a two hour trip, not that far. <laughs> no, no, but, it's not. Nah. No, I'm you in know.
0: Jersey. I'm right in between. So.
1: Oh, I used to live in Bayonne too. So I definitely, really. Yeah, I'm familiar with Jersey City and Bayonne and Hoboken, that whole area. So yeah, I kinda yeah, I was kind
0: of raised in Jersey City a bit too. So. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I heard yeah. Jersey City changed a bunch, though. Like it changed. Like maybe in the past ten years, it used to be completely different.
0: From what uh, it is now downtown Jersey City, yes, they're starting to build yeah. more businesses and such. But the poverty still hurts the the the, the town, the city mm-hmm. in general. Um, they need to do better in that aspect. But in terms of like you know the business, they always take care of the business side first. But downtown, close to Hoboken, close to Bayonne, they take care of those. But the inner city, like where the people actually live at, still needs a lot of work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as most cities, definitely. But yeah. it'll it'll get there you know, gentrification is a real thing. So real. <laughs> I'm telling you, but yes, <laughs> okay. back to uh, how I got started. So I moved to New York City. Um And I started off pursuing acting. But then I went kind of back to my journalism roots, um and also doing on camera hosting. So I ended up taking a Really cool on-camera job um, right in the heart of 42nd Street, Times Square, New York City. Um, And I was uh, doing like on-camera things and focusing a bit on business and entertainment news just in front of a green screen type thing. And someone that I worked with was really, really into wrestling. And to be quite honest, at the time, and this was like 2015, I want to say 2015, 2016, I did not know that and I'm gonna keep it real I didn't know WWE was still like going on right right. the last time that I was privy to it was when I was like in middle school high school so right uh, I was his passion for it was just so big and I was like wait what is happening so I ended up watching a lot of WWE because of that because anytime someone shows me passion about something it just makes me really intrigued to know what why they're so passionate about that thing. And sometimes I end up gravitating towards it, doing research. And, and sometimes I end up liking that subject because I'm just a naturally curious person. So I ended up watching a lot of WWE. And at the time, uh, it was all about like the Four horse Um Paige was, was still active. And I fell in love with her and Natty, um, Naomi. And it was just really um, a sight to behold seeing these women at the forefront because growing up, being aware of WWE, that wasn't a thing. It was right. more the men, um, and I know I knew that women were in the company, but you know at that time it was like bras and panty matches you know so <laughs> you know i grew up with with cousins and my brother and other male family members be, being really into like hulk hogan and stone cold and the rock and right my attention wasn't really on that at the time but uh several years ago i ended up you know watching a lot of it going to shows because i was able to go to brooklyn check out nxt uh go to madison square which Garden. Took,
0: which <laughs> over did you go to
1: Oh my gosh, it might have been the either the second or the third uh, NXT show that they had in Brooklyn. So at the very, very start okay. when they were just. Because I've been to all
0: of the takeovers in Brooklyn. So. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: it was like the second or third one they ever did. Okay. Um, that might have been 2016.
0: Was that when, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the episode when Apollo debuted? I
1: remember, no, no, no,
0: no, no, no.
1: I remember okay. seeing Bailey and Asuka. So this was okay. when Bayley was still in NXT.
0: Okay, okay, okay. a little
1: yeah. bit further, but she was definitely still in NXT. Asuka, I think, was just about to leave to go to the main roster. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up seeing another NXT show in Philly uh, that was perhaps 2018. Okay. So it took a little bit. But in between, while I was watching, you know, these pay-per-views and everything, um, I remember there was one uh, pay-per-view I watched and I saw Renee Young, and she was interviewing, and I immediately was like, wait, there there are female interviewers <laughs> in WWE? I was like, what is happening? Because growing up, I knew Mean Gene. Like, Mean Gene right, was right. the man. Even if you weren't into wrestling, you saw him in commercials, and you knew who he right. was.
0: Always with impossible.
1: Hogan. Always with Hogan. Right. So I'm thinking, wait, hold on. And I'm watching her on the screen, and I'm just so enamored. And I'm like, I love this. I love this. And me with my acting and my journalism background, I was like, I could do that. I could just, I just envisioned myself doing it. So I hit the pavement running and I started just doing research about different independent companies in New Jersey. Um, lo and behold, I had no idea the amount of independent companies that were in Jersey and New York. Like I was kind <laughs> of overwhelmed, but I just, by fate would have it, I just did a Twitter search um, and I started searching just, I just would type wrestling, Bayonne, Hoboken, Jersey City, right, right. I across a wrestling company at the time called Capital Wrestling. I hit them up and gave them all of my, you know, materials, my headshot resume so forth said, you know, can I come down? Do you need an interviewer? And like maybe ten, fifteen minutes after I sent that email, they contacted me back and were like, When can you come down to this show? So I went to a show in Jersey City. It was their second show. And as history has it, that's when it started for me. That's really when it all kicked off. And that's since awesome. then Yeah, it's just crazy how things happen. And since then, I was working with them. I ended up working with other promotions in uh, the area in New York, like Battle Club Pro and different shows evolved when they were still running. I went there uh, several years ago during like Mania and uh, away from Mania and other months. And I just, the amount of people that I met that I was able to interview, it's unbelievable because little me, I'm thinking... I don't know who these people are. I'm just doing my research, and then I see them on television now, and in all these companies. Like, I just heard about JD Drake, you know, being on the next AEW Dark episode, and I was like, I remember when I interviewed JD and interviewed (laughs) Eddie Kingston. Like, it's so cool. It's just so cool seeing everything unfold, and I'm just grateful, you know, to still be able to work while I'm at home and still meet really cool, talented people. So, that's like the short version of
0: everything. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, like I told, like we talked in the group that we have the um, the whole Black Wrestling Alliance and you know, you know, media people that we have on Twitter DMs. Mm-hmm. We have our group. Um, like I said, I just worked for Hot ninety seven, so I understand how the, the 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 bustle and bustle of New York City and trying to find a way for your passion so you will not get stuck exactly. is. Um, I I'm proud of you coming out of Philadelphia. <laughs> You Take that <laughs> risk you. to come out to New York, and and I know that's like two different worlds. Um, I've spent yeah. some time in Philly myself.
1: Mm-hmm. What's
0: the best place to get a steak, a cheese steak, in in your oh, opinion?
1: I always get this question. I know you do. I do not want to ask, but I'm like, yeah, we have it's to. So go. We go. We it's so funny. We have to. I'm not gonna say um, Geno's, and I've had Geno's. I've had Pats. I will always go no. for Pats. Really? Pats is better. In my opinion, because the bread is toasted and the way that they do everything is just for me, it, it's it's wonderful. I will now, never. I'm about,
0: I, I, now, you, giving, you you're giving me general answers. Like I told you, I spent some time in Philly. <laughs> nah, you giving me some okay, general I'm answers. Nah, nah, I'm don't give like, me no Geno's. Everybody know Geno's like the commercial. Everybody, yeah. the Pat is just you know the name. I'm talking about right. a real cheese steak, like. Well, going, that, I need a John, is, like, one of those.
1: <laughs> another, you know what? I will vouch for Jimmy's Steaks on South Street. Okay. Their vines are always, like, around yeah. the block, and for good reason, because their steaks are amazing, amazing. Yeah. And then I guess, like, third place for me would be Ishka Bibbles, which is That's also That's my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, Ishka is
0: my Ish-Kibble's favorite.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I, really, I think me and my wife did uh, Valentine's together in Philly, um, not, the, not last year but 2019 and i had to take it to ish i'm like yeah we gotta we gotta oh. we gotta have a dinner like we sitting in we're eating right here this is before covid but you
1: know <laughs> yeah. oh that's
0: nice so, yeah ish my spot
1: that's cool i hope it survives i really hope that i, I really they be okay issues? what's
0: up they're having some issues down there i don't
1: know i don't oh, know oh you haven't have been okay of, just speaking you know COVID. General, um, yeah, still- yeah. But I'm sure they'll be okay. I think the cheesesteak spots will be fine, but yeah. a lot of other restaurants are, you know, unfortunately, not too doing too great. But um, yeah, Same thank you. For, uh, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. So there's a light at the end of this tunnel. It'll it'll all be okay. We just gotta yeah. hold tight. But yeah, yeah. But thanks for shouting out Philly I mean yo I'm like, a
0: stepchild so no i've i've been i spent so much time in philly um i've i have a love hate thing with philly in terms of i hate you guys parking like I. Understandable. I like like the whole double parking thing is it's i'm horrible. not a fan i'm not it's, it's it's, i'm not no sorry <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why, why like, I used to spend that
1: no i was gonna say you're well within your rights there's a reason that i don't know if you ever watched that show parking wars is a part i'm pretty sure it's parking wars i don't know if it's still on but uh a while back that might be like a six seven year old show um a lot of the episodes were in philly because the parking is just horrible yeah. and uh yeah it's bad philly baltimore was in it a bunch of times but philly definitely yeah people here that are from philly don't like to drive and park here so we we get it we
0: get it you're good yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout shout out to my co host Jenna she just hopped into the chat hey Jenna so um <laughs> we're talking about Philly and you know she hope I think me and her dropping the episode either tomorrow mm-hmm. no later than Wednesday because we're gonna you know do a elimination chamber and everything like that. So yeah. make sure you look out for our, our new episode dropping this week. This past week we did a, another episode, so head over to our YouTube channel, Spotify, wherever you get the podcast. Is you know the mixed tag show, you see the name, that's us.
1: I love <laughs> it. I <love> it. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She she loves like she's one of those women that loves to put women mm-hmm. on the pedestal and and really put women mm-hmm. up front. So I'm pretty sure she's like enjoying this right now. Um, Bye. <laughs> let's go. So. In your time in Philly, did you ever have a chance to uh to go into um I guess House of Horror match like shows or ECW shows? Park. Is it House? No, House of oh, Hog, Hog. No, it's not Hog. Which it's one is Park. it with um? Hog is in uh I think Hog
1: is in Queens. Hog is
0: in Queens. I'm talking about yes. Um, I'm talking about um Tommy Dreamer and them. Yep.
1: That's House of Hardcore, yes. House yes. of
0: Hardcore, there you go. I've seen the i I'm trying it. to see
1: like, what's the other H,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it?
1: <laughs> yes, I went to one, the last show I went to was really great because to be quite honest, and that might've actually been a 2018 show, um, there was like a convention beforehand and then the show later at night. And I remember um, Britt Baker was in the show uh, who else? I think David Arquette was in that show too. Oh, really? RJ City, and that was my first House of Hardcore show. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" But it was so good. I just remember it being really, really uh, entertaining. And then after that, I don't know what happened. I think they ran a few shows, but I don't know. Um, yeah, what's still going on. I have no idea.
0: The last time I went to that arena, the, where mm-hmm. ECW used to be at, yeah. I went to. I went for a Ring of Honor show. Mm. And that's when, uh, that was with, I believe, Cody was there.
1: Mm. Cody was
0: there, the Young Bucks was there. I think it was like the last Ray on Honor show type thing.
1: I might have been at that same show because it, I was volunteering, I was working a show as a volunteer, and that was the same show that I remember. Uh, yeah, Cody was there, Young Bucks uh was it
0: marty or is it hangman marty mm-hmm. was
1: there too and Marty's then mm-hmm. all i remember
0: is punishment martinez probably opened or i did had it... a
1: show that's wild yeah
0: so yeah. this is this is my beef with punishment martinez because he had that match and it was terrible <laughs> and God. it was a it was a botch fest and i was with security i was standing next to security and security seen the match and he basically laughed at the match Was like this is what i came to watch it made me feel so stupid <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I hate Punisher Martinez. He makes me look stupid in front of regular people. Like <laughs> he
1: is so tall. I've met him. In he is. And I'm five ten. So if I'm saying that someone's tall, then right. I remember meeting him. I was like, whoa. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with that. I was like, okay, this is dope. Right. But, um, that show, that Ring of Honor show, was hilarious to me because I stayed until the very end, I was helping to set up and everything. And then I stayed for the show. And I remember helping like I was in the corner. So I don't know, I mean, only the people in the front where I was could have seen me. And uh, it became like a running joke during the show where I was sitting on a chair, like I had a chair to sit so I wasn't on the hard floor. Right. Every time I tried to sit on the chair, like one of the talent would like do something they would come out of the ring and do a move and try to take they'd be like don't mind me I'm taking this chair to use it and I'd be like oh my god (laughs) but I don't know it was a joke it wasn't like they were doing it intentionally but it was hilarious because there was a point where um there were a few uh guys and girls in the front and we were talking and became friendly and every time that happened they were just like girl what's going on like what's
0: happening (laughs) (laughs) oh I thought you were about to tell me that you were the girl that got hit in the front row Cause I know that during the match, so one of the, one of the matches, mm-hmm. so a guy, um, a wrestler got thrown over the, the the safety railing, and one of the girls got kicked in the face. I'm about, I thought you were about to say that you were the girl that kicked in the face. To say- no,
1: I remember that. Though. <laughs> I oh my gosh, I she
0: was leaking that. very badly.
1: Yes, that wasn't me though. That was not. <laughs> I
0: was, okay. Like,
1: Crowd down. <laughs> <out.
0: laughs> There was, yeah. was also a night where the Yankees were in the playoffs, and I'm sitting here trying to watch a Yankee game no, no. on the on TV by the concession stand.
1: Yes.
0: I'm watching the Yankees, I'm cheering for the Yankees, and I'm watching the wrestling, like, and we was losing that night for the Yankees. I'm like, oh, oh my god, I, like, that night was very vivid for me. You're talking to a <laughs> person. I'm not even big on baseball, but I'm just like, no, I, I gotta
1: rep the Phillies, even though I'm not a huge baseball, so you Yankees <laughs> fans can just... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's all good. I mean it with love. It's all good. I'm not hardcore. Like I know people who are hardcore baseball fans. Like they have their teams, and that's it. And you can't tell them different. But (laughs) yeah, it's 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 cool with me.
0: (laughs) So um, I know we talked a lot about WWE. Do you watch Mm -hmm. any other organizations? Um, Whether it be you know on TV, off TV, or anything like that.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's funny, because since the pandemic started, I've watched, to be quite honest, way more AEW than WWE live. Like, I'll catch up with uh, what's happening with WWE, like, you know, if I'm DVR. Yeah, DVR or highlights, you know, Hulu, whichever, whichever. I um, mean, usually Twitter is a good indicator. You know, if something has happened and I hop on Twitter, I'm like, okay, so maybe I need <laughs> yeah, like, to right. jump on this because Twitter tells all. But, uh, yeah, AEW, um, I fell off a little bit with Impact. It's, like, up and down with me with that. So I have to really press myself to watch more of a uh, impact, especially because Jazz, who's amazing, I interviewed her uh, last. That's somebody
0: week. else on my list. You, you're yes. naming a lot of people. I need to find your contacts. Yeah. you're naming a lot of people that's on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> people that's on my list. Just <laughs> them up. Who I really did. I, I think I sent Jazz an email like last yeah. year when I first started this, or maybe before this. I'm looking. I have to double check my email, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I reached out to Jazz definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah just keep that. she's busy though she's super busy oh i know an tour and she's doing like a billion things so just be persistent don't take
0: offense like i know i don't take offense to none of this i, I yeah. You know yeah coming from the music industry i know how busy things are if you exactly. don't have a direct connect to the person and sometimes you're not gonna be able to see the email um especially when you have Fair like you. fans emailing you media outlets mm-hmm. and, and then you got the spam bots from twitter and <laughs> yeah, all of that. But the thing with Jazz is, is that um, like you said, like to me, It's like one of those unsung legends. Um, right? I, I talked about it on Twitter. I don't know if it was in the group or was it or directly on Twitter about how Jazz transcended women wrestling back in the day and never got any props for it. But yet, you know, we were constantly talking about Trish Jazz. We constantly talking about Lita, but we never really talk about Jazz and Jacqueline, who also were very prominent during that time and really wrestled and the ring before anybody. Um, they're they're WWE, I feel like, in my opinion, WWE were quick to show when Jacqueline was in a bikini, but they will not show her best matches. And they won't, they did the same thing with Jazz. They just act like she never existed, period. Um, and she was the first person to come from ECW, pinned the guy at ECW, came to WWE, and dominated. So, like, to me, I feel like those are like the unsung people that, for whatever reason, they don't get the flowers as much as they should. When we get the same people over and over again, no disrespect to, uh, you know, Molly Holly and you know, them, but there was more than just them that contributed yeah. to that era. Um, I was glad to see Victoria this past time, but I'm sorry, I could get off my soapbox, but no. just Jazz, it's like Jazz, I just, yeah. that's one of the people I'm really mad at, they, they don't give the respect that she deserves.
1: I it, agree, I mean, when I interviewed her, we talked a lot about this um, in terms of, I mean, for one, she still to this day questions why she never got her, the merch that she thinks she deserves, rightfully so, and an action figure, because she really helped to elevate the women's division. And you're absolutely right, in my opinion. I mean, we talk about Lita and Trish Stratus and Victoria, Molly Holly and Kelly Kelly, and you know, all all these other prominent women who have done their part to help elevate the women's division to what it is today. But there would be no divas, there would be no, you know, And I'm going to say there would be no Bianca or Naomi or or a lot of these women, if women like Jazz didn't pave the way. So and I'm sure 100% those women, you know, they understand that they see it, they respect someone like Jazz. So it really, I I don't understand, you know, what the deal is in terms of of talent like Jazz that it seems like she's overlooked in a way. But the fans know, that's the thing, the fans are well aware of her legacy and what she's done. In what she continues to do. So why can't she have, you know, an action figure? Why can't she have merch? I don't understand that. And I don't know if you know, we talked about the whole lawsuit thing. I don't think that that is really a factor because her name I remember doing research and her name was kind of mentioned within it. But uh, it's not really to me it's not really a factor, it's was, this a a not CTE?
0: factor. was it a cte lawsuit yeah it was
1: the cte lawsuit which ironically you know if you've been looking at the news over the past few days it's back it's they're taking that case to the supreme court oh really her name isn't mentioned in that so right. she says in my interview with <clears throat> no beef with wwe there's nothing um there's no ill will or ill intention that she has towards the company or vince but it's like give the woman the credit where it's due like where is where is the reciprocity <laughs> where's right. where the merch at least give her a t-shirt
0: something like where's the tees? like i'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> like i'm pretty sure they're still using she's still on you know the wwe network and you know it's being streamed every day and now it's being sold to peacock and things of that nature yeah. like i just feel like this is kind of like me and jenna talked about this on our show this is where I kind of been disconnected from wrestling in general. Just not WWE but just in general. And just constantly seeing how people of color is not like the fans, the wrestlers, you wanna name people of color are not being respected yeah. in that business and industry. Mm-hmm. And after a while it starts to look like, why are we keep giving you our energy? Why are we keep putting you on a pedestal or we can't even get a footnote in your history? Mm-hmm. Like like that to me, like that whole situation with Kofamania was awesome, but it should never got to that point. Like, you yeah. should, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. shouldn't have been to that point um, that the only person we can name is The Rock. And then we know that you don't look at The Rock the same way that you look at Kofi Kingston. Like, mm-hmm. you see him as my via. You don't see him as Johnson. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, that kind of, that that, 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 that look. You know what I mean? And you look at him as my because you want that bloodline to continue to feed your machine. No, I'm sorry, back on my soapbox. But it's no. just like. It's all good. That's mm-hmm. why I look at it when I look at the, the industry in general and it's just been like very hard to stay dedicated to something that you love so much. Like, yeah. And I feel like that's I, where that, what plays in part when it comes to jazz and Jacqueline and those people.
1: Yeah, I mean, and at a certain point, though, and this is just my humble opinion, you have to kind of break those doors. I mean, I come from just like yourself, I come from a background of the music industry and acting and if you want to even look at Hollywood too, yeah um, people at some point you have to just say to yourself you know what I have to make my own chapter if I keep continuing to push and press um, and ask people who are in my face not giving me the chances that I feel that I deserve no matter how hard of a of work that I'm doing or how hard a job I'm doing I'm gonna have to open that door like I always look to people like Jordan Peele I mean though i'm a huge horror fan like horror is is my favorite genre i tell people this all the time (laughs) my favorite and for the longest time like people would look at me and i'd be like i love horror and they would say what like why do you like horror like what is it about the genre like i don't understand and you look at horror in and of itself and you always see the black person like you know getting killed first or being first person person out like get chopped But you're not seeing that anymore because you have people like Jordan Peele who are actively saying, you know what, I'm going to change the narrative. I'm going to have, you know, a 90%, you know, amount of, of actors cast in this horror film. And I'm going to flip the script and have you figure out who the villain is and who the good guy is, you know, and sometimes those lines are blurred. Sometimes everyone is a villain. Everyone has flaws. Exactly. So, at the same token, if you look at wrestling, you kind of have to think to yourself, you know what, I need to write my own chapter, it's not going to happen overnight. But I have to show people what I can do. And if it's going to take a few years, it's going to take a few years. But you got to sometimes just like really write yourself into your own story and just have yourself be the star of your own story. And people will catch on people who used to slam the door in your face, they're going to catch on and they're going to be like, oh. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I like what's done right, with this person. Right, right. Sometimes you have to just show what you can do, even if you're doing it to like an audience of none, which unfortunately, oh, that's how a lot of shows are right now. There's very little people out in the right. stands. So this is, you know, if you want to even link it to that, this this year, 2020 and 2021, I believe, you know, since the pandemic started, these are the years that are really going to define a new generation of wrestlers, especially black wrestlers and black talent, you know, whether it's someone like myself who has the mic or, you know, commentating, announcing. This, These are the years where we have to really prove ourselves to an extra level and say, this is who we are. This is what we can do. Like, I'm not gonna take no for an answer. I'm right, right. just gonna keep looking around <laughs> to see where I fit in. You know, and find the places that will appreciate me. So that's really how I, you know, how I see it when it comes to just, you know, us, black people, African Americans, black Caribbeans, Latino, just being in spaces that historically wise, you know, there weren't a lot of us and we faced a lot of prejudice, you know, in, in the very early parts of wrestling. So we have to acknowledge it, but we have to really just like keep fighting and keep forging on because a lot of us are talented. And we deserve a, a place
0: at the table we deserve a place in the ring or outside
1: of it so yeah definitely that's
0: now, my soapbox <laughs> no nah, it's fine as you can say like i said this is why it's called straight Shoe Sundays. You tell your feelings how you feel whether it be wrestling whatever it may be like we're here to discuss that um and it's funny that you mentioned like the acting world because me and my wife was just watching ali um mm. this is her first time this is her first time seeing it and um after we were done we were just looking up the rewards and da 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 and she and it's it came out in two thousand and one, and we realized that it was never nominated for an Oscar. Well, it didn't win an Oscar when it should have won an Oscar because the acting between Will Smith, Jamie Foxx, you know, just the people in that in that realm and was amazing. <laughs> and the reason why I watched it—did you watch One Night in Miami? I haven't yet. It's on my
1: list. I have not yet. Okay. I hear when it's you
0: phenomenal. do, when you yeah. you said you heard it's phenomenal. Yes. I don't really like it.
1: Oh wow. Um
0: only because you want me to tell you I don't like it or you wanna wait till you watch it and then I can tell you. It's no spoilers in it.
1: There's
0: no spoilers (laughs) in in my thoughts or anything like that. It's just I don't I don't wanna change the way you look at it. Let me let me let you watch it and then we'll we'll come back to this. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it, which is why I I wanted my wife to see Ali. I wanted her to see like what I was seeing and what you know what was portrayed was different in my opinion. Um it made me want to look into Sam Cook too. I never really followed Sam Cook's story.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing about it. I heard about it years and years, you know. But I I have to refresh my memory about his backstory. It'll happen.
0: Yeah, like I feel yeah. like when you watch this, you have to go back. Like, all right, let me see what mm-hmm. was this. Um, but what you do, what do you like about AEW right now? I know we've been having some lot of heat discussions in the, in the, in the DMs about <laughs> AEW. <laughs>
1: So, me, I, I come besides coming from an acting background. Um, I also I have a degree in arts management, so I always look at things uh, with a business perspective. Right. So when it comes to all elite wrestling, you know, I remember when there was so much buzz about it before it was even a promotion. We're talking about when they were just going to have their their show, their first show, their right. favorite event. And I remember hearing the blowback then with people saying, "Oh." it's just going to be one event they're not going to make a lot of money they're not going to sell out tickets they're not going to do this this and that and the minute i heard about the news i was like they're going to exceed everyone's expectations lo and behold they did because the amount of just the vision that they had and the fact that someone was was trying to go up against an established promotion that has been around for decades yeah, And I'm always up for the underdog as it is. So I was like, I'm not surprised that they exceeded uh, ticket sales and they exceeded everyone's expectations. What's funny to me is that when the promotion first started, it was the same thing. It was like, oh, let's see how this goes. And then as time went on and this is pre-COVID, folks were like, oh, shoot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they're actually doing this and there's, there's things happening and they're signing all these people and I think I like this and it's you know, then it was, like, anti-WWE type stuff. Right. And I'm, like, I'm here for all promotions because I'm here for all wrestling. The thing about AEW for me, one, is it's something that's fresh. And what makes me crack up is when people just, like, it, it's – I'm all for constructive criticism in any regard. I can like something and still criticize it. I want something to succeed. Right. token, it's, like, you have to give people a chance and let things marinate. And let things progress and grow. It's only been around for, what, two years now? Not Going even. And a half Or one and a half?
0: Yeah, about one and a half.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, where is all this? You can't expect it to be perfect off the jump. If we were seeing the the burgeoning of WWE in 2020, 2021, I'm sure everyone would have the same thing. They'd be like, well, what is this? And why are they doing this? And who is this? And what is that? Like, if you look at the very first episode, if you can find it of WWE, I'm sure you could pick out, like,
0: you can, know can, you watch, million
1: things wrong with it in your me, opinion you know me,
0: me and jenna go back sometimes and watch the old raw and we're just looking at like yo how did we get through these
1: episodes exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you keep going you keep going and that's how i look at all elite wrestling there are some things that i've questioned but mm. at the same time it's fresh it's new like mm. i you know there are many wrestlers on that roster that i came up with that when I was first starting in wrestling in my career you know I interviewed these people and I know how talented they are and I believe in what I believe in their talent but I believe in the vision and I don't believe that someone uh who is going to a place like aew would sit there and think you know i you have to have some sort of vision not just for yourself and your career but the the promotion that you're working for you have to see things through and have patience and just work with people so yes there are some things that can improve but they i have faith that it will improve you've got to test things out and you know one of the things that people talk a lot about is the women's division and i'm like Especially with that, you have to test things out. We're in a pandemic still. Riho just came back. She hasn't right. been able to travel for like exactly. a little over a year. Like, give it space. And she came back and she killed it in her match with Serena Deeb. And it's like, you know, you got to have patience. And I love that they're implementing Japanese wrestlers and they're bringing those those guys and girls over here to show what they can do. I mean, I'm watching the women's tournament and I the, when I was watching the Japanese side for the first episode i was like oh my gosh i want to see all these women just come in here (laughs) i was blown away i was like i love this i love it and i'm gaining respect for wrestlers that i had never heard of before i've never heard a lot of these women and they're killing it so i'm just like i like the fact that aew is taking a chance on unknown talent um and not just you know in japan but we have aew dark and yes there's no like major storylines that we're seeing we're seeing you know what people want to call squash matches but at the same side we're in a pandemic and they're giving people a job like right there the indie scene is a bit it's not it's not what it was at all pre-pandemic so right. i have to at least give them the fact that they are giving people a job like there's not many places that these wrestlers can go to so, you know, and they're letting their talents shine on a spotlight and AEW Dark, it's not on T V, but they're averaging over when it's live, they're averaging at least eighteen thousand. You know, when I right. when I go onto the chat and I see the numbers, when it's start it hasn't even started and there's at least like four thousand people waiting for the matches to start and it takes like a few seconds for the numbers to go up to like over eighteen thousand in under two minutes. So they wouldn't,
0: they wouldn't get that amount at house shows. Or when they it, do the indie, indie episode.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So they're making numbers. They're gaining. People are sticking around. The chat is always lit. People talking about who their faves are. Who this, Right. That, da, da,
0: da. That's how but you build I, stars, too, because yeah. now you can pick from there. When somebody starts to bubble from there, from AEW Dark, they can pick from there. Like, Aaron right, could put you up here now because you right. see that you're starting to gain traction. Um, right. and, and that's like, their like, kind of like this system and it will benefit them in the long, long, You see a lot. And I agree with you. People are, tend to compare AEW to WWE and mm-hmm. forget that WWE has been around for like 40 years.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and AEW has been very, a year and a half. Yeah. And then they bring up, you know, uh, diversity and blah, blah, blah. How much diversity did we get from WWE in those 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I... we're still fighting for certain things. Like, we're I mean, still saying, first ever. Bianca exactly. became the first ever uh, black person to win uh, uh, the Royal Rumble. Right. Overall, if I'm not mistaken, if it's not, like, the rock one,
1: mm-hmm. And
0: then, who else? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, an
1: exciting time. Right. It's like, we're, you gotta give things a chance. I mean, AEW, they'll, like I said, they'll get there. They're building. But, as far as diversity, I mean, we have Sunny Kiss, Nyla Rose, Sheeta, uh carly bravo am i saying is is it charlie or carly it's carly Carly, that's what i thought carly bravo sean dean baron black i mean look not everybody got storylines
0: right now but it's gonna get there you can't you can't expect everything in one shot
1: exactly and i forgot to mention willie hobbs who was awesome i mean do you as far as diversity goes right now i think tony starks
0: (laughs) <laughs> Tony really, Stark's like yeah
1: they're building stars that people and Lee Johnson we gotta, we gotta throw Lee Johnson in there Lee they're Johnson. building people who <laughs> votes if you were not privy to yeah yeah and, it's like, and then you know I'm just calling those guys out but then you gotta look at the Latino side too look at who they have I mean yeah. they're stacking people up like left and right we just gotta see where it goes see what's gonna happen with the storyline just like wait and see. And we're dealing with a pandemic once again, like we're in a pandemic. I'm sure they had things planned that were gonna be really great. And the pandemic most likely squashed a lot of the plans that they had. So when this stuff settles down, I think we're gonna see a resurgence of like some new storylines, some new people, some folks coming in. Um, We don't even know if there's gonna be some folks leaving, like you you never know, that's just the name of the game. So we gotta, you know, I get the criticism but at the same time it's like it's not fair to pit them against a company like you said that's been around for two decades like what you can't right. not, like you let mm-hmm. it let it marinate yes WWE has Roman Reigns like AEW let's see who they you know they might right. have the Roman Reigns you gotta let it you gotta let things and I hate
0: Fine. here's the argument I hate we're gonna start winding this down because I don't usually keep this too long but we're having a good <laughs> conversation out of the rock sometimes yeah Here's the comparison I hate. When they go, when they put somebody like John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and uh, FTR, and a few of the former WWE people, in prominent roles, and like, look, all your stars are from WWE. All your champions are from WWE. We have Brody Lee and, you know, Cody Rose. Like, all your people from WWE. And then the moment that somebody like Mero comes on and chooses to do something different and take a step back and wait for his turn, or you know it didn't work out with certain somebody. Oh, see, it was best if you stayed in WWE. I thought you was gonna be a big person in AEW. I'm like, yo, you can't have it both ways. Exactly. Like, you, can't, you can't want them to be all sky to the top and then and then try like, see, look, all your people for WWE, and then when they try to take it slow, see, look, you you're not doing anything anyway. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, I love it. I'm like, and it, and my friends think that I'm just like a big AEW mark, and it's just like I'm not a big AEW mark. I just like to fight for the underdogs, like. <laughs> you know, I love WWE like this is my first love I still do certain things with A- the WWE right now um, yeah. and you know but it's just like come on you can't we gotta yeah. be. we gotta be impartial
1: you know and I, I get it because because wrestling fans are so passionate they they want wrestling to succeed And, you know, I see all of the comments on social media and I check that out and I'm reading comments. You know, I I check out most of the websites like Wrestling Inc. and WrestleZone and all of that. And you read what people are saying and they want, you know, they they want the product to do well. Because all of this vitriol at the end of the day is because they want wrestling to do better. You know, that's why we have these, quote unquote, Wednesday Night Wars. And everyone's now all of a sudden into numbers. They want to see who, which show got... (laughs) Bigger numbers the on
0: demographics.
1: Which is funny to me because I was like, I didn't know that people were clocking numbers like that in wrestling like it was Nielsen. I had no <laughs> idea. But it's it's fascinating as well that people are so engrossed into like, you know, how many viewers. But it's also because the way I see it, um, we're in a new I think the shift is, is if it hasn't started, um, it will start very soon. Where Uh, you're going to see the industry change in a way that perhaps no one anticipated it to change. Change the
0: world. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel
1: like COVID actually pushed that. If it wasn't going to happen now, it was probably going to happen a little bit later in the future, but I feel like COVID really... uh, force people to, to make you know to really question a lot of different things in the industry and yeah. that's even, you're not even a wrestler you know so you it's exciting to me because I kind of see where things are falling slowly into place but we really have to just be patient and I know that's a hard thing to ask of people to be patient yeah, especially yeah. in a time in the past year and a half we, we've been patient at home but uh for most
0: part, it, most of, some of us not know, all of us some of us right so exactly, but we're, <laughs> not, not gonna, <laughs> we're not going to shame nobody we're not
1: going to we're not going to shame we're not going to
0: covid apparently apparently covid doesn't live in certain states
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but um yeah i feel with with the numbers and these wednesday night wars yeah. and and hey gary <laughs> <I'm guessing laughs> visitor. so with these wednesday night wars uh it's really funny because we're seeing we're seeing Tony Khan go on Twitter. This is something that Vince does not do. Vince does not go on Twitter and talk about the numbers and and what the company is doing and how they they are looking to go forward with things. So that's one of the things that I really actually like about Tony Khan is he's that
0: very open. Where he yep. Goes on
1: Twitter and he's like, so these are the numbers and this is what we're doing and thank you guys for because the company you know the promotion has just begun. They've to to learned engaged they want people to know what's good so of course they're not going to spill the beans about everything that's going on in their promotion like you they're not going to tell you all that it's just straight business like yeah i'm not going to tell you all the inner workings but at the same time try to just this is this is just how i feel just wait it out and see how things you know come about because when i feel when crowds come back it's going to be lit like i yeah. think when crowds come back to the stadium, i can't
0: wait for this it's, it's gonna, gonna rock be, the stadium
1: you know it's going to be insane and then we're going to start the momentum with these storylines and in ring action because you also have to think about the wrestlers that are doing this on a weekly basis like yeah. you have to think about their morale and and working in front of little to no crowds i mean Sometimes you're just not going to have a good night. Sometimes you're going to have a great night, you know? But you have a question or it looks like a comment yeah. <laughs> from Gary.
0: They're saying that uh, Gary Parkins and Eric Guerrero, 2000, we're both from the UK. Shout out to the UK, tuned in right now. Yeah. Uh, huge Sasha Banks fans and Sasha and Bianca are going to win the Women's Tag Team Championship time. I don't know about that part. I'm a huge Sasha oh. fan. I'm a huge Bianca uh. fan. But I don't think they're going to win a title tonight. But I, I like your enthusiasm. I, like I
1: agree enthusiasm. with Gary and Eric. I agree with it's them. i right with now. Sasha and Bianca.
0: Let's go. Not right <laughs> but to your point, just to wind this down a bit, um, yeah. I do feel like the biggest thing I have with WWE is that they're in their own bubble, in a sense. Like mm. they, It's their universe. It's their world. Forget everything else. And I love that the way that AEW is implementing Impact. NWA, New Japan. Eventually, I feel like it's going to be ring for honor. Uh, we know like, we know that there's a hiccup there, and the probably going to settle, to you know, settle that soon. Um, but with WWE, it was like when they tried it, they just took any promotions and dissolved them. It was like, no, you're just going to be NXT. You know what I'm saying? Like I okay. like the way that they they, they left the companies alone and, and worked with them as opposed to what WWE did. Um, now we're seeing that Triple H is saying that they're open to work with other promotions, and we're also seeing that you know Tony Khan was like, yo, WWE, let's let's do something. Right. um <laughs> i feel like that would be best for business no pun intended yeah, sure. <laughs> um sure. if everybody just like kids, think about it you, how many dream matches will we have to accomplish and then now the companies don't have to worry about losing their stars you know what exactly. i mean
1: like exactly.
0: and it's less of a burden on everybody else like oh i have to be in this company to work with this person or i have to be so now i gotta put that into my contract thinking when the contract comes do I want to stay here for the next five years and just not have a chance to work with this person ever again you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it takes away all of that, and we have such a better product. But, as we know, WBC's company first. They see entertainment first. So, that's probably not going to happen.
1: You never know, though. Never, never say, say never. Say never. never. What right. they say in the business, or just general, in general, never say never. I mean who saw aew coming together with impact and and you never know there might be like a big super show i called it
0: i called that i I said that. i did when AEW first started um i definitely called it on our show like i feel like aew Mm. would be the type of people that brings everybody together i thought it was gonna be new japan first but of course the 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 pandemic situation probably like hindered that there was some ego things going on uh, allegedly um Mm -hmm. but i seen AEW being open to work like this because mm-hmm. you know that's that's the indies exactly. <laughs> in a sense and AEW is just yeah. like the indies but on a yeah. bigger stage a bigger so,
1: scale. and it, it
0: helps everybody look how when Kenta popped up look how it helped AEW like, I I, <laughs> like, I, was
1: like,
0: I saw it on Twitter after the fact I was like wait what and I had to go back and watch the whole episode like I would watch this yeah. in a moment like um, but then when was the last time we had a feel like that for WWE? Even before the pandemic, you know what I mean. Like, I feel
1: you. Yeah, like
0: it's so it becomes so cookie cutting and so generic that we're just gonna. It's like we watch it because it's part of our routine, as opposed to we watching it because we can't wait to see what's gonna happen.
1: Absolutely, and Gary, I agree with you again, Gary. I do think Roman will win. Yeah, apparently.
0: I don't think we're going. I, think, we're going. I think the the road to WrestleMania is, is headed for Edge <laughs> versus Roman.
1: Yeah, that's what it's like. Oh, I know, I, I, I <laughs>
0: Roman. Yes, I like. I Magic. don't think Edge had funny. to win the of Rumble to do this.
1: Uh, AEW rules. I agree as well. Yeah. Gary. Oh, I like Gary.
0: Yeah, Gary's on it, but I don't think really I don't. Is. That's the whole discussion. I don't think Edge should have won. He didn't. He didn't need to win for this to happen. Um, he's a legend. He could have came in to any promotion in any side of the brand and do what he needed to do. um
1: you know, he's uh, this is a whole other conversation <laughs> because I know you want to wind it down. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. about Edge and then thinking about Edge and thinking about Sting and there's this whole, like, controversy. So how about this? How
0: about this? I'm pretty sure Jenna would be down. When me and yeah. Jenna have... Me and Jenna start having guests again, we're definitely going to have you on on the regular show. It. And we're gonna, we'll have a whole hour... <laughs> yes, I You know, this turns out to be almost an hour. I usually try to do this like thirty, forty-five minutes. But when conversations oh, wow. are good, I usually just like, all right, let it rock. Who's gonna stop me? <laughs> um, but you know, do live, we only have an hour, so I always try to like cap it a little bit before then. Um, right. but we will have you back on the show. I'm gonna talk to Jen. Yeah. set a schedule. Put you guys, okay. put you on. We start doing guests again. Um. Uh-huh. I enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed having me you on.
1: Too. Thank you
0: for joining me. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. Thank uh, you for having me. My first IG Live. I'm like, dude, I like this. I like no,
0: it. No problem. No problem. Um, next week, we're going to have uh, JT from Old Face Wrestling Podcast oh. join me on Straight Shoe Sundays. It's going to be, I moved in from, I used to be 5 p.m. I used to be 3 p.m. So it's going to be easier for everybody, you know, and they keep going about today, especially with pay-per-view days like today. I have to make it run real quick. And start cooking up some some wings or you know Ooh, whatever for tonight, for
1: TV. right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um. But thank you so much again. Tell everybody thank where they can find you, me. all your social media accounts, all everything that yeah. you're working on. This is your platform. This is where you, you can put it, plug it in.
1: Absolutely. So yes, you can find me on Instagram. I'll Twitter first. I'll do Instagram first at that girl Candace sixteen. That's that girl G I R L C A N D A C E one six. And on Twitter, you can find me at Candace Cordelia. That's C-A-N-D-A-C-E-C-O-R-D-E-L-I-A. If you want to find me on Facebook, I'm rarely, if ever, on it. But if you want to find me on there, you can find me through Candace Smith. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, if you have any leads of, of wrestlers that you want me to interview or anyone in the uh, wrestling industry as well, just send them over. And, yeah, just stay safe. Stay healthy out there, guys.
0: See and now... Gary,
1: you're amazing. I, you're,
0: you're... <laughs> from that alone, I have two more questions before we get off. Like, real quick, real quick. No message. doubt. One, where did Cordelia come from?
1: That's another great question. So, it comes from uh, my, it was my dad's mother's middle name. Okay. And they decided to give me that middle name. So oh, okay. that is my actual middle name. That's not a made-up. I use it for my stage name or gimmick, if you want to say, for my uh, wrestling career and acting. But, um, yeah, and also I like the alliteration. So <laughs> I've just right. kept it for, for quite some time. But that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah.
0: You said Candace Smith. I'm like, who the heck is Candace Smith? Yeah, that's my, that's my real me. class.
1: generic, <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Like, nah, I don't want to go by like that. Like, no, can't wait to exactly. get married. Say that. <laughs> you know, and there's
1: another Candace Smith. The other reason why I didn't want to go with that, because if you're on IMDb, which is like a website for yeah. actors, you know the deal. I think there's like two other Candace Smiths. Mm. So at one point, I was like, I don't want to be Candace Smith. Three, four, whatever. Third, the fourth. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do something different so you don't get confused. So that's um, that's really
0: good. That's a good decision. Second question: Did you watch Hamilton?
1: I, you know what, I I I will admit I have not watched Hamilton yet. I have Disney Plus, (laughs) and it's funny you mentioned that because two days ago, because I was writing a story an article and it had to do with Hamilton. Like it was Hamilton linked and I was like, What I haven't yet I, I don't know. I have not watched
0: Hamilton. I don't I don't watch like four times already. I don't listen oh to the soundtrack God. like thirteen times.
1: I need to see it on Broadway. I
0: really I wanted know. to but I, the pandemic I don't know was gonna happen. But I like after okay, see after yeah. I seen after I seen, seen it on on, on Disney Plus, I was like, I, I really regret not seeing this live.
1: Yeah, I it, it's it, I'm gonna carve out some time. You know what? When I have my spring break next month, I'm gonna carve out time <laughs> and watch it because I will have time to worry about nothing else. But right. Sleeping, eating, watching, catching up on on Netflix and all that good stuff, Disney Plus. So yeah, it's all my it's on my queue, like a hundred million other things, but I'll get to
0: it. Make <laughs> sure you put that on the top.
1: You know, one at a time, one at a time. And I don't know if you saw Gary's comment. Wanted either Daniel Bryan or Cesaro to win the Rumble, but I didn't mind Edge win. That's how I feel. Like mm. I don't mind Edge winning, but do I prefer him to win?
0: I feel no. it could have been used better. I feel it could have been used better.
1: Yeah, I would love Daniel Bryan. You know,
0: I think I he's. I think he. I think he's more so like I'm trying to take the background stage.
1: Yeah, he's,
0: I think he's. He's done. He's like, all right, I had my moments. I'm, I'm content. Yeah, let me you know, just look I'm
1: everyone else up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's that type of
0: guy, yeah. Yeah, definitely love everybody, but he does. All right, guys, that's Straight Shoot Sundays. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Candice, Cordelia, Smith, okay. all of that. <laughs> Freshman X, 2 J JT. We're from Old Face Wrestling Podcast, and peace.
1: Peace. Bye,
0: guys. How do I get out of this? Okay, there we go.